Welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. I help the everyday woman grow her mindset and spirituality in her daily life in order to break comparison to the Instagram perfect lifestyle. Join me as we navigate the stress and anxiety of our daily routines and reclaim our power to cultivate our most authentic life. Let's start romanticizing the mundane together. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, everybody. We all survived the first week of 2023. Congratulations. And I hope we took that first week to really set our intentions to protect our energy for this year. Those were my big goals for 2023. And maybe that could be a part of your intentions as well. If not, you make whatever goals you feel that are right for your mindset journey for the year. And I hope those intentions have survived (laughs) past the first week, because usually if they pass the first week or even the first month of January, those intentions do stay clear. So, and if they didn't stay clear, that's okay. You can, we still got a whole year ahead of us. So just Give yourself grace with making these goals and intentions for the year. You're going to have some up and downs. You're going to have some ebbs and flows with keeping up with the habit that you want to create, but that's okay. So I'm really proud of you, whether you (laughs) get the intention that you wanted or it got a little shaky, you still have time to really set your mind on those intentions. So again, thank you guys so much for the support, the love, and just sharing the episodes that resonate with you on your stories. Thank you so much for leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't already done so, please do it. That would mean a lot to me. And again, thank you for DMing me and letting me know how much of an impact this show has made on you. Keep it up. I am, listen, that that is the, <laughs> that is the fuel of this machine right here is your feedback, your love, your support. It means the absolute world to me. So thank you again from the bottom of my heart. Um, I am setting up big things for 2023. I got a lot of great guests lined up again as well. And speaking of guests, today we have a wonderful, fantastic guest today, Miss Donna Franklin. And we're going to be heading into the episode of how to develop a kick-ass mindset. So let me tell you a little bit about our wonderful guest today, Ms. Donna Franklin. Donna is a very successful real estate agent from San Antonio, Texas for the last 15 years. She is also a highly successful entrepreneur and author. Her latest book, Developing a Kick-Ass Mindset, is something she's extremely proud of and wants to share her story with everyone. Donna is on a mission to help as many people as she can by sharing her journey with people that have been in similar situations as she was in and showing them that they can and will overcome the struggles but doing just one simple thing. She shares with us today how we can do that and overcome our mindsets. And today's episode, we really dive into how do you create a kick-ass mindset? And how do we get out of the scarcity, fear mindset of really becoming our most authentic and successful and true selves because we're so afraid of people's judgments, expectations, our own fear of failure, and how to step away and step into our courage and confidence in making the life that we truly want to live. I had such a great conversation with Donna today. It was so uplifting, so encouraging, and we really 
get deep into our stories and how the lessons that we were given throughout our lives really truly shape us so that way we can have our most successful life and help others as well. So I am super de duper excited to share this conversation with you guys and everything for Donna's social media, um, her links and all those things are going to be in the show notes. So here we go. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang, have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it. But I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing, right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone and they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm, your anxiety, and your stress because you guys know we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life and talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's better com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And 
if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy these services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang, I have a wonderful guest with us on today, Miss Donna Franklin, and we are going to be talking about how to develop an amazing growth mindset. So Donna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I am super excited for the conversation we are going to have. So do you want to introduce yourself to the Growth Mindset Gang? So who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? All those good Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Allie, for having me. It's been such a pleasure just talking to you and and I know you're making such a difference. And thank you so much for doing that for everyone. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so uh, I am a real estate agent in San Antonio, um, in where I live. And I came from Alabama. And um, I, aside from being a real estate agent, I am an author, which has been great, uh, philanthropist, and, uh, and an entrepreneur. So I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, it's just that whenever I was growing up and right after I first got my first job, I always felt like I had to have security, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I stayed with a job that I really didn't like, but it was something that I knew I, I, could, I could have for the rest of my life if I wanted to and mm -hmm. get a retirement, all that stuff. So mm -hmm. um, it's just been in the last two years that I have started to develop my my entrepreneur mm -hmm. uh, spirit, if you will, and kind of doing that. And that's when I wrote, wrote my book. Um, but um, I really enjoy um, talking to, to people kind of telling everybody my message and where I came from, because I just feel like my message is something that there's so many people that have gone through a lot of the same things, mm -hmm. the same struggles, some better, some worse. Right. Um, but it's just something that I just feel like if I share it, they, everyone will know, you know what I, she overcame it and she's just a regular person. I can overcome it. Right. Exactly. So that's exactly. why I wanted to get my message out is just, I just feel like I can really help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm so, so grateful to you. Thank you so much for helping me to actually get my message out and kind mm -hmm. of, uh, get this, get this to other people so that they understand what's going on and how they can help themselves. Mm -hmm. And Donna, that's amazing. Um, and we had like our podcast meeting where we planned everything. And just from the start, like your spirit and your energy just came out and we were having a great conversation about why it's so important that everything in your life really revolves around how you perceive the world, how you have your mindset, and how do you take on and tackle the challenges that life is going to bring. And I love your story of you're just an everyday woman and you were just living an everyday life and you wanted to improve your mindset to improve the daily stress that we live and you want to share your message with others. And I resonated with that so much because that's basically what I wanted to do as well. So what was this big catalyst for improving your mindset? Um, I love your questions, Allie. Um, and we've talked like, like we've talked before, uh, mm -hmm. you, you just have some great, great questions. This question I had to really think about because mm -hmm. I wasn't really sure where it, I just remember all of it, you know, kind of knowing that I wanted to get out of the mindset from where I was, because it was a poverty mindset and I needed to change that. But I know after thinking about it, 
the first time that I knew I had to change my mindset was when I was 18 and I went to a store. I'd been working for two years and I went to a store to purchase some clothes. And I had, so I started working at 16 when I was in high school Mm -hmm. and by 18, I had gotten some money so that I could buy, you know, some clothes until Mm -hmm. that time. I had always had hand-me-downs, right? I had never bought anything at the store and I walked into the store and I didn't know how to buy clothes. Mm -hmm. And to most people, that's a common thing because they've done that their entire lives. Mm -hmm. Right. But I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing because I had never gone into a store to purchase anything for myself, right? At that point. And so I walked out and I, I don't even know if I bought anything because it was so such a traumatic experience. Right. I walked out and when I got into my car, I thought I have got to change things right now because mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to think like I was thinking. I don't want to feel like I was thinking mm-hmm. all my, my entire life up until that point. That was the first catalyst. Wow. And that's like, you know, what's insane is it's just like a core memory. Like whenever someone starts going on a mindset journey, they always remember, okay, this is the moment where I need to shift things. Like for me and, you know, my audience has heard this before that I was like going to work and I had this like massive panic attack because I take the train to work and I have this huge panic attack of, I was so like still upset and anxious of where my life was, but I did like everything that I was supposed to, but like mm-hmm. the core in me was like, still something is like wrong and you need to start fixing of maybe how you perceive things or how things are coming to you or how you're coping with things. And so that was like a big catalyst of, I shouldn't be living this way. I shouldn't be thinking this way. I shouldn't be feeling this way. Cause I was doing everything that I was supposed to do. I had the job. I had good friends, good family. I had a boyfriend, like everything was correct, but yet I was still feeling immensely anxious and sad. So that's when I started reaching out and going to therapy because I was like, why do I feel this way? And why is this feeling overcoming me? So that's why I always ask, you know, my guests those questions because everyone has a story of, I know like deep down in your intuition, you know what life is supposed to feel like and how you're supposed to navigate through everything that goes on. And so when your body is telling you that something doesn't feel right, even though on the grand scheme of things, things may seem okay, I think that's the catalyst and that's the shift for you know people to really start thinking about, how am I going to improve my life? Because I know deep down, I'm not supposed to feel this way. And that's why I started looking into you know the growth versus a fixed mindset where life is going to throw things at us no matter what, you know, um, whether it's big challenges or even the daily small challenges and inconveniences, it's really how you perceive those challenges that are coming in. And I remember reading that it's literally another world when you shift your perspective and you shift your mindset of, yes, life is going to throw terrible things at me, whether it's a big, huge, terrible thing that is a complete season in your life or it's a daily stress, whether it's at work or with friends and family and your relationships and things like that. But it's all about how you cope with those challenges that are taking over. Because I think that a lot of people 
think to themselves, if I do everything that I'm supposed to, I'm going to live an easy breezy life. Because that's <laughs> kind of like spoon fed to us, right? If you get good grades, if you go to the right college, if you get the good job, if you're in a good relationship, your life is going to be smooth sailing no matter what. And then people are starting to figure out, oh, that's not it. I'm still going to be faced with struggles, but I don't know how to cope with those struggles. And I think that's why a lot of people are really getting into the mental health, um, you know, season now, which I'm super happy about because it should be talked about because it's just as important as your physical health. And it does impact your physical health as well. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. And it's like insane once you realize it. So I want to talk about your amazing book. And your book is called Developing a Kick-Ass Mindset, which I'm like here from like, yes, absolutely. I'm like, this is a fire starter. I am obsessed with that title. So I want to talk about, you're welcome. What kind of inspired you to even write such an amazing book like that? You know, it's interesting because there's some people that actually all their lives, they've wanted to write a book. Mm -hmm. I never had that. That was not me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I never even thought about writing a book. Mm -hmm. My mine was like you okay, so you work hard, you, you know, do good in school, you do good in college, you, you know, all these things, you, you get good grades, you write everything like you're saying, but yet life has all these challenges, right? Mm -hmm. And whenever I realized that I had to change my mindset to change my world, and there was so much in me that I knew I like you, I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And I started taking courses with uh, Tony Robbins, Mm -hmm. Graziosi. I love them. They're amazing. And they were talking about how to write a course so that you could help others. Right. Mm -hmm. But what inspired me on that course was not writing a course per se, not then Mm -hmm. it was writing a book. Mm. And so I, I did write two books. And so this is my second book, but the first book I wrote so that I could help real estate agents Mm -hmm. because when I heard that new real estate agents get out of, out of the business in their first one to three years, nine out of 10 of them get out of business in their first one to three years. I knew I could help them because I've been in real estate for 15 years. Mm -hmm. Now that was my first book. And after that though, I was, I have a business coach and I was talking to her and I said, you know, I really feel like that I'd like to do something else because I have always, as you have told, told us, I've always been interested in, in like mindset and knowing that that's really what got me out of poverty. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And into being a successful businesswoman. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I did that mm-hmm. was through changing my mindset and feeling like I could do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so taking that course and then talking to my co- my coach, that's when we, we talked about it. And she said, you know what? You should write a second book on mindset. You've got everything already. Because mm-hmm. I had already typed it up and, you know, was thinking about going and talking to people about it because mm-hmm. there's so many people that don't have a good mindset. You know, yeah. everything's negative and, you know, and, and that's just what, how they either grew up or how they have, how they have kind of evolved, if you will, because of bad things happening in their lives. Yeah. But, you know, coming from where I came from, right, which was poverty, no food, 
the only food that we had was free breakfast and free lunch at school, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then not having food on the weekends and things like that until I actually started working and I could help when I was 16. But coming from that, I was the first one to graduate in, from high school in my entire family, the first one to graduate. And I was the first one to ever make six figures. None of my family ever, ever have done that, right? And That's so amazing. I... It's just, I knew I had to get out of the, the fear. I was in such fear mindset my entire life mm -hmm. until I realized like you, I need to get help. I need to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And my, now my help came in the form of ta listening to Tony Robbins or listening to all these gurus like mm -hmm. Jim Rohn and all these people that have come before me you like telling you, you can do this, you can do this. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's how I was able to write the book because I listened to them and I thought, you know what, I'm going to try it. Mm -hmm. And my first book, Ali, I told no one, no one knew I was writing a book. Very, a soft launch. <laughs> right. I didn't want anybody's expectations to come. Cause I thought if I don't do it right, you know, right. you have these, all these negative thoughts. If I don't do it, then they're going to be disappointed, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Along with me. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that I needed to get it written and even published before I told anybody. Mm -hmm. right? right. So that's what I did. I did tell everybody about my second book, right? Which I, I love this book. I mean, if I can show it to you, I don't know if I can. I know. I love, I love the cover because it's Thank developing you. a kick-ass mindset and it's black belt. I'm like, that is... <laughs> fantastic when I saw that cover I was like this is literally amazing because it's like a good symbolism because you know everyone thinks you know there's I think there's two sides to like the mindset sphere especially on like social media and things like that where okay. I think there's a good balance of both where there's kind of this mindset journey of you know soft and things like that and then there's the other side where you really gotta you know go into it hard and be like I need to commit and I need to start doing it and I need to stop feeling sorry for myself I need to start taking action and I think right. there's a beauty to both sides and it's a nice wonderful balance so it was nice and refreshing to see kind of the other side of the mindset sphere being like you need to get your act together because a lot of people start their mindset journey of you know how do I even get there? And maybe they listen to podcasts, they read books and things like that. And it's taking in all the information that you need. And then I think a lot of people get stuck there. They get stuck okay. with, I have all these great tools. Maybe they take some courses and things like that. And then they just wonder, okay, why am I not seeing any results? Why do I still feel the same way? And it's because you didn't do anything. You got all the information, which is great, but now we have to apply the information. And I, I think of it from like a teacher perspective because I give my students information, but really I want to see them apply it in doing activities and things like that because you can have all the knowledge, but if you don't do anything with that knowledge, you don't make the change that you want to see or you don't grow in a skill that you want to grow in. And mindset is a skill, hands down, where I think people come into this where oh well people who have confidence have a growth mindset and high self-esteem and like all these things they're born that way and there might be some predispositions depending on life circumstances but it's really truly a skill and everyone always asks you know how can I grow my self-esteem how can I gain confidence how can I become more decisive 
And it's, it's your mindset. It's you believing in yourself and taking the action. I was very in a scarcity or a fear mindset as well. I was always worried about what people would think in my actions or how people would perceive me in doing things. Like even when I started the podcast, I was like kind of scared about it. Cause I was like, oh, what are people going to think of me starting this podcast? But then you have to sit with yourself and be like, you know what, is this serving me? Yes. Writing a book. Is this serving me? I want to do it. Yes. Let's do it. Cause I have a story that I want to share. And I, you know, your mindset of people's expectations, it's really what's holding a lot of people back. A lot of people maybe want to seek professional help, like going to therapy. A lot of people want to start a podcast or maybe write a book or start like a YouTube series or whatever they want to do about mindset, about anything that they want. But what's stopping them is this fear and scarcity and judgment. And so people get all the information, but then they stay stuck because I'm afraid of what people are going to think of me once I do whatever I need to do. And, or they're afraid of failure. And that is very victim mentality. And that's what keeps people stuck is that victim mentality of, you know, maybe I have the worst luck, nothing ever works out for me, or I'm, I'm afraid of the judgment that's going to come in. And truly stepping into the growth mindset is being, I don't give a damn. I want to do what I want to do, what's going to serve me, what's going to help me. So then maybe I can then help other people. Taking that first step out of that comfort zone is really where you see the magic happen. So Absolutely. I have a question then. If you know people are kind of sitting here and they're listening and they feel that that's stuck, you know, or victim mindset and they want to do great things and they have all the tools and they learned everything, how can they then step out of the fear, step out of the comfort zone and really start to take action in their journey? I love that. Mm -hmm. So what how what I did mm -hmm. and then I want to I want to tell you after that a little bit of something for your listeners but what I did Allie was I was going through a divorce and actually I had just finished with a divorce and I had a three-year-old right mm -hmm. and I thought if I don't do something then she's going to just see me just struggle and and try to get through it you know and try to get through life and she's not going to know She's not going to have a good example, mm -hmm. right? At least not in, in all aspects. And I, at that point, I was still fearful, right? And I had always wanted to take Taekwondo because my uh, mother being raised the way it was, she was very fear fearful and didn't know how to overcome that. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, I mean, which made all of us kids scared. Like we were afraid at night, even mm -hmm. as an adult, I didn't like being in a house by myself at night, right? Because of all of the trauma from growing up. So I knew uh, after my divorce, I thought I am going to get my black belt. I was determined to, mm -hmm. to start taking classes. And I, there was a, there was a school that was really close to my house. Mm -hmm. I would pass by it every day. And finally, one day I just said, I am going to do this. I actually addressed it in my book in the last chapter telling how I went about it, but I went in to the school. I described a brochure to see what the times were. And then I, that was like, huge for me. I got in the car and I was like, okay, my first step, right? Okay, first step. Okay. I, I did it. I, I did mm -hmm. that, you know, went home and then, you know, of course cooked and, and took care of my daughter. And then when she went to bed, I looked and, and then I thought, all right, when am I going to call and mm -hmm. when am I going to set the appointment? And mm -hmm. so as soon as I did that, then it was three times a week going to school for the classes. She was there. She basically was raised 
because it took me five and a half years. She was basically, wow. basically raised in the school too. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. You do. And you know what? It was great environment for her. Mm -hmm. She saw all these people succeeding at right. things, right? Mm -hmm. Which was wonderful. And the pictures on the back, it shows her looking up at me as my Taekwondo instructor is putting the black belt on me. Mm -hmm. And it's such a sweet picture because she was, she looked so proud, you know, mm -hmm. so happy. And it was so awesome at that point um, because I had accomplished something. I had never until that time mm -hmm. set a goal and achieved it mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I was like, I can do anything. Mm -hmm. And so what I have done and when you said it right, it was the perfect segue into what I wanted to talk about mm -hmm. for your listeners and for your viewers. I wrote a mini course and it goes along with the book that I want to give to them free. Mm -hmm. It's, I want them to be able to take action. And so it's basically the, the first three chapters of my book. Mm -hmm. And at the end of each one, the, at, at the end of each chapter, there's exercises and it, it's going to help them to figure out where they are mm -hmm. and where they want to go and how to get there. Mm -hmm. So that's what these exercises are all about. And, and I will, uh, you know, I'll make sure that you have that info. Oh yeah. I'll link that all stuff in the show notes. Yes. Yeah, no and so that they have that, because I think that can be their first step toward their journey mm -hmm. of getting the mindset that they really, really, and truly want. And they will see my journey from where I started, right? And then where I'm at now. And I that's why I want to get this message out. I'm just so excited mm -hmm. because I can't wait for everyone to just start on their journey. And I know that I can help them because I've been exactly where they are. Mm -hmm. I know where they are. And I know that uh, my journey can either inspire them or help them in some way. And that's why I wrote the, wrote the exercises at the end and wrote the mini course so they could actually take action and know how to know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, I, I love that. I love how you're saying like, meet them where they are, because I think the start of the journey of stepping out of the comfort zone where wherever they want to go is they feel like, well, what do I even, where do I even begin? Where do I even start? And some people make, they can start, you know, super fast and quick, or it might be a struggle. So it's really important to kind of get a baseline of where are you at in your mindset right now, right? Are you kind of ready to like take the leap of faith and just go for it? Or do you need a little bit more prompts, a little bit more information? Because I think at where the point I was at, I was already listening to podcasts. I was reading self-development books along with it. And then when I had that moment, then I went to therapy. So I was kind of already getting to that point where people are like, well, I don't even know where to start with therapy. I don't even know what books to read. I don't even know, like, do I even have a fixed mindset? Do I have a little bit of a growth mindset? Like, where, <laughs> where am I at? And so I think that's great with your mini course of finding out where they are at. And so you can realize, okay, this is where you're at. So these are the next steps that you need to take because that encourages people to start learning and growing. And it's actually kind of funny you said meet them where they're at because from a teacher's perspective, that's what I do with my curriculum. Where, What skills are my kids at? Okay, this is where they're at. This is how I'm gonna start teaching them because when people get information and it's not where they're at, so I'm meeting them at the level, it's very intimidating. It's very discouraging because the minute people feel confused or lost when they want to grow into something new, it gets very scary and they stop because we do um, grow up in a very kind of fixed mindset sort of mentality because we were taught 
Success is good. Failure is bad. So if you get a bad grade up, oh, you're a bad student. If you um, don't get into the college you wanted up, oh, you're a failure. You didn't get the job you wanted failure. So unfortunately, the system and the kind of mindset narrative that we grow up in is this like perfectionism, people pleasing mentality of I need to be everything for everybody. And I need to be successful. And no one needs to see my failures because that's embarrassing for a lot of people. And I kind of realized that in my mindset journey where I wanted to be perfect all the time, I wanted to get all the good grades, the good jobs and all the things. And then all of a sudden you're sitting here and that's kind of where that moment was at for me, where I was like, I did everything that I was supposed to. Why am I still upset? And I realized, oh, I was doing everything I was supposed to based on other people's expectations. Yes. Okay. That's the breakthrough. Now, break it down even more. Now, what are my expectations? Because clearly other people's expectations was leading me towards this terrible mindset narrative that I was in. What are my expectations of how I want to see this shift in my mindset? So I think it's really important for people to sit down, whether it's journaling, whether it's maybe just putting it on your notes on your iPhone or whatever, or just like thinking out loud of where do you want to see yourself in this journey? What goals do you want to set? Because everyone's like, well, I just want to improve my mindset, right? Okay, what does that what does that mean? Where do I even where do I even start? What are the goals that I can make? Do I want to gain more confidence? Do I want to be more decisive? Do I want to have more confidence and like advocate for myself? Do I want to learn more coping mechanisms so I can take on, you know, my daily stress and things like that? So I have a question then for you is so my listeners, they are kind of going through the their every day, whether it's work, relationships, um, their own kind of stories that they're telling themselves in their heads. What are some very good, easy um, coping mechanisms that people can use on a daily basis to kind of get through the stresses of their everyday life? I love it. You know, what I do is whenever I first wake up, mm-hmm. sometimes it seems like negative thoughts will come and I know that happens with a lot of people mm-hmm. right automatically wake up with like the dread right yes yes I mean and that happens you know sometimes on quite a quite a few days mm-hmm. and whenever I get that thought the first thing I do is I'm like no <laughs> I am not starting my day like this I am going to think what's what am I looking forward to today what am I going to do today to make sure that mm-hmm. I either affect somebody's life and help them in some way or make them happy or somehow make sure that I have a positive thought, mm-hmm. right? That's what I do. And throughout the day, you're going to get those same things, right? You're going to have some negative thoughts or something negative happen to you. And what I try to do now is mm-hmm. just kind of take a deep breath, stop, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Think about what happened. So, because you deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. You deal with it in your mind. And then after you do that, then you think, okay, how can I either resolve this issue mm-hmm. or how can I work through it to where it can be the best outcome that it can be? Right. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I've started doing. And it has been really amazing. Plus, I exercise every morning. Mm-hmm. So, as soon as I get up, that's what I start doing. I try to get my mindset where it needs to be mm-hmm. so that we can get going. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I can move forward positively. And mm-hmm. then that's how I start my day. Mm-hmm. So 
I love that because um, I think a lot of people, unfortunately, were taught that, oh, if you have a negative thought, it's like that toxic positivity of, oh, if you have a negative thought, oh, just forget about it and, you know, deal with it and turn it into a positive, happy thought. We're like, that's not like realistic. You know what I mean? And I think it's important that, yes, acknowledge the negative thought or the negative feeling. And then you have the choice. This is where the fixed mindset versus growth mindset comes in. I can either find a resolution for the negative thought or negative feeling after I feel it through and I acknowledge it, or I could stay stuck in that <laughs> negative thought, in that yes. negative feeling and take it with me, in my little pocket for the rest of the day. And that's, I think what leads a lot of people to this exhaustion and burnout, because let's say you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm not looking forward to work. It's been stressful. I don't want to work here. I hate it here, which fine, valid, because work can be stressful no matter where you work, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, I can either, okay, I understand work is maybe tiring, could be exhausting, could be stressful. What can I do today in my daily routine to uplift and kind of alleviate the stress, right? Finding the resolution, finding the solution to that. And I had to start doing that too, because I think it was last year, I was actually talking to my therapist and I was like, I keep waking up with this dread of this negative thought because my last school year was just super stressful. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay, so when you're getting ready, like, what do you, what do you do? Like, what do you listen to? What's kind of the environment? And I'm like, well, I get up in the dark, <laughs> like it's 520 <laughs> yeah. and, and my boyfriend, he's sleeping. So I gotta be quiet, you know, tiptoeing in the dark. It's not very exciting and uplifting to wake up like in that environment. And she was like, okay, so how can we make your morning routine a little bit more uplifting? And she was like, do you listen to like any music or anything while like you're showering and getting ready, putting on your makeup and your hair? And I was like, no, it's just dead silent. And she goes, right. well, when it's dead silent, that's what happened. All the negative thoughts stop coming in because that's all your brain is thinking about. So maybe instead let's flutter it in with something more positive and uplifting. And she was like, maybe listen to uplifting music, maybe mm-hmm. listen to positive morning affirmations, listen to a mindset podcast that really gets you in the zone of, you know, getting ready for the day. So I think it's so important, like you said, be very intentional with how you start your day and your routine and create the environment that's going to support the mindset that you want to create. You touched on it before, and I wanted to bring it back where you talked about how your environment can really play a role in your mindset. And so, and that's why people kind of stay stuck in that victim or scarcity or fear because of the environment that is set. Like you said before, that your mom was very fearful and that's kind of the tone in the environment that she set. So that's where you are. So that's what you perceive where we're talking about stepping out of that zone. And that means creating the environment that's going to support your mindset journey. So once I started doing that, I would wake up. And I started putting on like positive um, affirmations. So as I'm putting on you know, my makeup, my mascara, it's like, you're a strong woman. You're great. You could take on anything. You're a badass, like all the things. And I was like, put on my mascara. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I am. I can't take on the day because I was creating the environment to support. And I also agree with body movement in any way, shape or form, whether it's exercising, going for a walk. I completely agree. I have to work out, unfortunately, after work. Um, I don't have time in the morning, but that's actually better because I can unload the stress of the work day. And I'm such a huge proponent of body movement in any way, because your negative thoughts or your negative emotions, it's all energy, right? It is. So 
if you work out, you get to alleviate and externalize whatever you're feeling, whatever you're thinking in whatever body movement exercise you want to do, whether it's, you know, the hot girl walk, whether it's a bike ride, yoga, Pilates, strength training, whatever that it is, it literally takes out the emotion that you're feeling because I learned a very great and wonderful thing is emotions or negative thoughts, they're visitors. They're only, they're supposed to be visitors, right? Right. So they're supposed to be there for a little bit. You acknowledge them, kind of think about it. And then it's like, all right, now we got to (laughs) move. We can't stay here. You're not, you can't stay here. You're, it's a limited time visitation here and visiting hours are over. So you need (laughs) to change your environment. That means, okay, maybe I should do a little bit of movement here because I realize when your body is stagnant, I think a lot of people learn this with the pandemic because we are kind of stuck in the house. We couldn't go anywhere. You know what I mean? Absolutely. we stayed very stagnant. So then our minds stayed very stagnant wherever our mind was. And obviously during a pandemic, we're not going to be having very uplifting thoughts, right? (laughs) Right. So, you know, when people are like, you know what, I can't shake this negative mindset or this negative feeling. Well, are Mm -hmm. you shifting where you are? Are you shifting what you're doing, right? Are you sitting on the couch and scrolling through TikTok for hours, not yeah. acknowledging the pain that you're feeling. So you're, you, so you're staying there and said, maybe if you're feeling a negative thought or feeling, maybe we can, you know, go to our favorite coffee shop and you know, go get a coffee, you know, make us exactly. feel something, something yeah. you know, simple like that. So let's say, you know, someone, you know, was having a really like long, rough day at work. Mm-hmm. The work day happened, <laughs> yes. right? And it was super yes. stressful. And so someone is thinking to themselves, you know, I'm a terrible employee or I don't know what I'm doing. I'm very indecisive. I have no confidence or big imposter syndrome vibe that's going on. How can someone really alleviate that sort of mentality, you know, after work? That's a, that's a really great question as well. Um, You know, one of the ways I think, like you said, you have to get moving. You have to somehow be in a space that you aren't just sitting there and just dwelling on. And, and let me show you this. I'm hoping hoping you can see this. Mm-hmm. This is something that I love. Ooh, I see. love that where the focus where, goes, the energy flows. Yes. Mm-hmm. I wow. have that right here in front of me that I can see every day. Mm-hmm. And I think about that all the time because, for example, if you are focused on all these negative thoughts and all these negative things that have happened to you, mm-hmm. that's where your energy is gone, is going, it's right there. Mm-hmm. So if you can change that, that's where you're going to start feeling better about the entire day, about your life, about everything. It's just changing your focus. So if I, what I would tell them is what one thing happened that day, mm-hmm. that was a good thing, Right. And let's focus on that mm-hmm. and how you can have more moments like that. That's what I would say. And you know what? If there was no positive in that day, mm-hmm. most of the time there is going to be at least one little, little, little snippet. Yeah, exactly. A little snippet. If there's not, then you know what? Then make it right then. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So now I'm going to make my day feel so much better. Okay. You know, take a deep breath and be kind of like you, you know, like we've talked, just move a little bit, go outside. If it's sunshine, 
go out in the sunshine. Mm -hmm. Or if you have a favorite person that you're talking to or or that you Mm -hmm. want to talk to, call them, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, make that moment a great moment. Mm -hmm. Growth Mindset Gang, I have an amazing offer to share with you. I have recently created a mindset coaching program. Now, if you're listening and you struggle with imposter syndrome, people-pleasing, overthinking, needing external validation, low self-esteem, indecisiveness, perfectionism, fear of failure, or lack of confidence, this coaching program can be aligned and serve you. With this coaching program, you would sign up with me for three months to receive one-on-one coaching via Zoom. We would meet either weekly or bi-weekly for 45 minutes to about an hour and really get clear on your mindset journey and what's the woman or who's the woman you want to become. Along with the weekly or bi-weekly Zoom calls with me, you would have a daily accountability messaging with me via Slack. So I do my daily check-ins with you and see how you're doing with your progress in between our sessions. You will also have access to the resource library that I will create where I will give you journal prompts. I will give you weekly self-reflection templates. I'll give you even book recommendations or we do a little mini book club together with a self-development book. Also, I'm going to be creating a Facebook group to also grow a community in this mindset coaching program. And if this feels aligned with you, you can also receive a huge investment discount if you are the first three to sign up with the three-month coaching program. If you are interested in this coaching program, you feel aligned, or you just want to talk to me and test it out and see if it works for you, you can click the link in my show notes to fill out a Google form to share with me what you want to work on and who's the woman that you want to become. How do you want to grow your mindset and fulfill and improve your mindset journey? And I will contact you. We hop on a discovery call for an hour and we talk about what are you struggling with right now? right? Where do you want to see yourself in three months? And I create a unique program just for you. And I'm here to be your coach, your supporter, and help you in your journey. So if this sounds amazing with you, or you just want to see and test it out, fill out that form. And when you fill it out, I'll contact you right away and help create a wonderful program to create your most authentic self. Okay. So I love that you talked about, okay, if you, if you had a bad day, there's still a day left, whether you get home, you know, three to five, you still have a good chunk of time to resuscitate the day that was <laughs> bad. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. what other examples can people maybe do to, at the end of the workday to bring it, you know, end it more on a positive note? Yeah. You know, I think whatever makes them feel good, right? If they, if they want to have a cup of coffee or go to their favorite, a car, you know, coffee shop or whatever, Mm -hmm. go get it, do it. Just make, make your change, change your mind, kind of go, you know what? That day is over. This evening is what I'm focusing on. Mm -hmm. So let's put your energy toward the positive, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever it is for that moment, then do it. Whether it's, if you love cooking, some people love to cook. I don't. Me either. 
but if you love that great for you (laughs) exactly i'm glad (laughs) if not go out and grab something it doesn't have to be expensive just go you know just get out of the house or whatever if you can if not go outside you know just if, if you can't go someplace if you can just get out of your house or open a window or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If you have a favorite show, watch it for 30 minutes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just do something that will make you feel good so that you can like regenerate, mm-hmm. right? And and I loved what you said earlier about that you were so concerned about how people think about you or, or used to be that mm-hmm. I did too, right? Mm-hmm. When I was writing my book, that's why I didn't tell anybody my mm-hmm. first book. Mm-hmm. Because I was afraid of what they would say, right? Yep. And now I don't care. Oh, it's isn't that such a nice feeling when you just say to yourself and out loud, be like, you know, yes. I really just don't care anymore. It's great. It's such it's such, it's a simple sentence, but this like immense weight on your shoulders is yes. gone. And people actually react differently when I, I say now. I'm like, you know what? Honestly, I don't care anymore. You do what you want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's yeah. the that's the end of it. And once you stop caring about what other people think and you just, you, it's not like don't care about anything, you know, like don't be right. like aloof and be like, I don't care about yeah. it. <laughs> no, it's more about caring what you're passionate about and what aligns with the life that you want to create, whether it's the people you want in it, the job you want to have, the hobbies you have how you perceive things happening to you. Right. I forget, Oh, you know, what's so funny. I just thought of something. My therapist always tells me this and I love her for it. She goes, don't sweat the small stuff and everything is the small stuff. And I was like, <laughs> that's right. Oh my, uh, uh, her name's Nicole. And I was like, Oh my God, Nicole. Yes, <laughs> because That's what really keeps us in this like very tight, gritty, anxiety driven, fear driven mindset of everything matters. And in the grand scheme of things, and the pandemic actually taught me this too, was not everything matters. Exactly. Let me pause and be like, what actually matters in my life? What do I actually care about in my life? And everything else just go to the wayside and saying, I don't care. And that's kind of what I did yesterday. Um, it was Friday, the end of the work week. And um, my day was, it was tiring. And so I came home and what I did was after, you know, I made dinner, I binge watched a show um, for the rest of the evening. I didn't move from the couch because I was like, you know what, what's going to make me feel really good and kind of alleviate, make the positive note on the rough day at work. All right. right. I actually, I came home. I was like, let me get in a workout. And then I came home, cooked dinner. I was like, okay, I'm going to binge watch the new season of my favorite show came out and I just watched it and I watched it till like 11 p.m. and I was like because it's a Friday I was like you know what I could stay up a little late I just watched it and I felt just so like calm and alleviated and you know it worked for what I needed and then I was able just to go to sleep and you know relax and not take in and not bring the stress of the day before into the next day which I think is, is so important where you're not supposed to carry the weight of yesterday into today. And it's it's very difficult because what if you have a really tough season <laughs> in your life? Because that's what people get kind of stuck in that, the toxic positivity of, oh, like leave yesterday and yesterday and be today. And, you know, it's, it's easier said than done. Oh, that's all well and good. So, but how do I do that? And the ways, like you said, is focus on 
you know, what you want to improve. And that's where the focus and energy is going to go. If you want to be like, you know what, I'm in a tough season right now. How can I just take it day by day and make the little things day by day, make it better. So it's tolerable in the tough season, because all of a sudden, if you stay stuck there and you carry it and you keep carrying it, it's going to get super heavy. And that's why people are feeling this exhaustion and this burnout and this just, you know, very heavy set conscious feeling of how can things even get better? How can I even improve my mindset? Why am I tired all the time? Why am I apathetic all the time? And things like that is because we keep carrying the weight of the, all the yesterdays into the todays and we're not, you know, making the shift that perhaps that we need to do. I love that. And Allie, this is something that I heard not too long ago, and I love this analogy. Mm -hmm. If you carry all those things mm -hmm. into, like, as you're carrying them, think about it like you have a backpack mm -hmm. and you're worried. So you, you worry one day, you put that in your backpack, big, a big rock, right? Mm -hmm. You put another rock in the next day, and then you put another rock in. By the end of the week, that Ooh. backpack is going to be so heavy mm -hmm. that you're going to be struggling. So that's why, like you said, you have to get rid of that somehow. Mm -hmm. Journaling is a great way to get rid of it, mm -hmm. right? Journaling, talk to someone, a therapist, a trusted friend, mm -hmm. right? Or family member, not mm -hmm. someone that's going to go talk about you to yeah. somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. But you somehow get rid of that so that even if, even so you can go to sleep yeah. and not right mm -hmm. and and not be like waking up during the night so you can have a restful sleep so the next day you can actually start start off positive and and you know strong and and ready to go not mm -hmm. with all the burden of the weight on your back right yeah. And I love that, that it's really important to have like that toolbox. Okay. If I'm feeling a certain way, do I journal about it? Maybe that's something I go to. If I'm feeling something, talk to either seek professional help or have a trusted family member or friend. And it's also very important because when you are going on a mindset journey, it's also about setting new boundaries. So when I, either I'm the person that's entrusting or I'm trusting another, I always have the boundary of asking, okay, I'm about to, I need to vent to you. I don't need any advice. I just need to unload it so that they know, okay, this is what I need to do. Or on the other hand, it's like, I asked them before, hey, I'm ready to, I need to unload something. Do you have space to hold right now to, you know, let me unleash or say, hey, you know what? I'm going through something right now. I would love your advice. I would love your input. That way, the people that you are going to, they kind of can understand, okay, how can I, you know, support you better? Because a lot of people, and I used to be like this too, all the anxiety or the worry that you're carrying, you don't want to unload it because you feel like a burden if you unload it on someone. And it really took talking to a professional was saying, no, you're not a burden for unloading anything. People are in your circle because they care and love you and they want to support you because unfortunately we're taught of if you're having these bad feelings, tuck them away, tuck them away. No one wants to deal with that, you know, right. and unfortunately, I think we learn in a very young age to no, 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 don't cry, Shh, be quiet, don't worry about it when we're small. So then, because you know, when we cry when we're young, it's like you know, it's a whole thing, and you know, <laughs> you don't want, you know, parents don't want that going on. So shush, shush, quiet, don't cry, you know, and everyone's just doing the best that they can, and you know, we're not placing blame on anybody with that, right? 
but that's just kind of how it develops, which I thought, because I learned that, I thought that was very interesting. I'm like, why do people like, like, why is it bad to unload and really share your feelings? And it kind of starts from that young age. And so now we're adults and we're like, well, I don't want to share my feelings because I'm afraid of people thinking, well, oh, there's a burden. Oh, you know, Allie, she's got a lot going on. She's crazy. You, you know, think right. about that sort of stuff. And so kind of setting up that boundary or that relationship with someone being like, hey, is it okay if I go to you when I really need to like talk something out? So that gives that other person a chance to be like, of course, I'm like that, that validate and be like, yes, you can come to me or you know, seek professional help when they have like an unbiased professional opinion. And it's totally okay to share your feelings. I mean, that's the human experience is sharing your feelings. I mean, why do you think we don't do well isolated? Like think back, I I always say this as a history teacher, think back of when we were nomads and hunter gatherers, were we living by ourselves? No, we were living (laughs) in groups because us humans biologically literally cannot survive on our own. There's a reason for that. We thrive in community. And that also not only just our survival, but our mental survival as well, is it's not good to isolate and keep everything inside. It's so important to share and have that like cathartic feeling of, oh, you're feeling this way. Hey, so am I. Let's bond and talk about it and get through it together. So it's okay to unleash the feeling whatever way whether it's a professional whether it's a trusted friend or family member that can also be a tool in your toolbox to get through whatever you know journey that you are going on and I speak to a lot of women and a lot of things that you know women are struggling with right now especially in my age range of the late 20s early 30s as millennials mm-hmm. is we are as millennials struggle with the low self-esteem and which then creates that kind of imposter syndrome, people pleasing mentality that we are all in. And I'm noticing from even my own students, like the Gen Z generation, they're very more like, no, I have a voice. I want to say, this is what I want to do. And I'm glad because of the resources they have now, they're able to do that. But us millennials were like, Ooh, that's scary. <laughs> you know, right. that's this yeah. is where I am. So what could help women, you know, us millennials right now, if we're feeling that very low self-esteem and indecisiveness to really gain confidence in the voice and advocate for ourselves and have more confidence in who we are. I, it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually addressed that in my book because I knew that we, in order to have a good mindset, mm-hmm. we have to have confidence, mm-hmm. right? So confidence is you think about something that you want to that you want to do right what is it that you have in your thoughts and we all have them that we would like to achieve mm-hmm. take one step toward it today mm-hmm. right what is it that you can do and then think of the next step and then take that so getting confidence gaining confidence mm-hmm. is the ability to well is actually not the ability but it's it's actually the outcome of achieving things that you want to achieve right Mm -hmm. and it's not for somebody else it's Mm -hmm. for you Mm -hmm. right like getting that black belt getting my black belt that was the ultimate for me Mm -hmm. that's what started me being able to know that I could do something but not not everything because that took five and a half years Mm -hmm. right yeah and so not everybody is going to want to you know get a black belt but Mm -hmm. if it's you you know if you want to 
let's see, what's an example for if you wanted to maybe think about getting another job, mm -hmm. right? If, if you really have in mind that you want to get another job, you know what, then get started on that journey. Mm -hmm. You don't have to quit your job that you are in now, but mm -hmm. start on the journey and figuring out how you need to get there. Mm -hmm. That's really the big thing. Just one step at a time. Mm -hmm. and, and I go further deeper into that in the book, mm -hmm. just so that, because I know that just taking that positive step, just one thing going, working towards your goals, every single step that you accomplish helps you to gain that confidence. Okay. Okay. Great. I did that. Oh, great. I can do that. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So let me see what else I can do. Mm -hmm. And that's really how to gain the confidence that you want and that you're going to be successful in. Yeah. And that's, you know, I used to be fearful, so fearful all the time as we talked. I mean, you know, when you get put down in, in your young life, your whole life, mm -hmm. you go into teenage years and you're, you are so insecure that mm -hmm. I was so insecure because mm -hmm. I was like, one, we don't have money. I don't have clothes. I, you know, I mean, I had hand-me-downs my entire life. We, you know, they made fun of us. The kids made fun of us, you know, um, just, just things like that. And so you bring all of those mm -hmm. things into your adulthood. And so I knew I had to get out of that. And that's why I know that every single person that's listening to this mm -hmm. or watching this, I have been exactly where they are. I know what it's like to feel, you know, and I don't want to get emotional, but to feel like you don't matter, mm -hmm. you know, like, like everybody thinks you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's not who I am. I have so much more to give. Mm -hmm. You're not giving me a chance because mm -hmm. you think because of your thoughts mm -hmm. and that the way that I have grown up, I didn't have any choice in that. Mm -hmm. I didn't, you know, get put in this family. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I would have much rather had food and, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, so that's, I, I know where they are and I know how to help them. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wrote the book. That's why I wrote a full course. I have a full course mm -hmm. that has the, at the back of every chapter, helping them ways to help them to put, to apply that chapter. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's why I did it mm -hmm. because I don't want anybody else to feel the way I felt. Mm -hmm. you know? And I know there's so many people that do, mm -hmm. but you know what? It took me a long time to get out of that. And it took me, I mean, so long. Right. And if, if someone in their twenties and thirties can actually be able to get out of it now, mm -hmm. then the rest of their lives, it's going to be so amazing. Mm -hmm. I wish I had been able to do this in my twenties and thirties, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. because my whole life would have been different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. That's okay. Because hey, you still made it though. That's all that counts, yes. right? We're still here. And see, Tony Robbins always says life happens for us, not to us. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So what, what I had to think back before I wrote this book is, okay, why did I go through those things? Mm -hmm. So for example, not having food and, and now I actually sponsor kids in one of the local uh, districts, school districts mm -hmm. and help them with food so that 
I give them the money, the, the school, the money, mm-hmm. and I text the counselor. She goes and purchases all the food mm-hmm. and the kids come in every Thursday and they, uh, we bought backpacks for them too. Mm-hmm. And they pack their own backpacks full of food for themselves. And if they have siblings, they pack the food in there for them as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that is just something that, that I felt like they, that the world needed. Right. And I want to expand that. That's something that, mm-hmm. that was in near and dear to my heart. And mm-hmm. I need that because I didn't, I didn't want any other child to, I mean, we, you know, we had free lunch for a long time, but there was no free breakfast. Mm-hmm. So to make it from, from when we got to school to lunch, mm-hmm. so hard. we had headaches. My sister yeah. stopped we have headaches. We, our stomachs were growling and, you know, things like that. I was so skinny. They mm-hmm. called me bird legs. No way. Oh my yes. God. Kids are just, so I know, I know. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, you know, so I know, I know what it's like. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I, I just had to help. And I'm so grateful that you're helping me get the word out because mm-hmm. I know there's so many people that you and I can help. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Donna, like, thank you so much for sharing that because it's that, that you got to that place. And that, again, this is why I love doing podcasts because we're able to get to that place where we say like, you know, people made me feel like I'm a piece of shit. And like you said, you said, I know I'm not a piece of shit, but what, you know, it's that constant external exposure that it's really other people's thoughts are shaping us. And unfortunately, like, when we are young, we don't have the capacity yet to realize, right? Because, you know, our brain doesn't fully develop till we're 25. And that's why I think a lot of the times in our 20s, we finally realize like, wait a minute, I shouldn't have taught life can be different because our brain finally does develop. And unfortunately, going through life, a lot of our value is externalized into what people are saying that I am and not what I think I am. Because I was feeling the same way um, when I was going through elementary school, middle school, high school, I was always a little bit heavier. So I had a lot of body image issues. And I constantly thought, like, I'm not valuable as like a significant other because I, people are telling me that I'm not attractive, you know, for the male gaze or whatever that it was. And so I, then I think to myself, oh, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life because I am not attractive in that way. And that's mm-hmm. what I kept telling myself. And that's who I believe that I was, or people would always tell me to quiet down because I was too loud because I'm Italian. I like, you know, I love being loud. I love being excited and fun and having this lively energy. And I was always told to calm down and stop being so loud. So then you kind of become a shell of a person that you're supposed to be because of what people are telling you. Now, all of a sudden I'm sitting here in my twenties and I'm like, this is like, this ain't it. Like, this is not fun. And I know there's a better way to live my life. And so, I mean, like, that's why you wrote your book. That's why I do this podcast because I don't want other people to feel like this. I don't want other women to feel disgusting about themselves and feel like they're not, they're not worthy of anything. And that's, you know, why I went into teaching as well. Cause I don't want kids to feel unworthy that they all have these amazing abilities, but the world's telling them that they don't because it doesn't fit into the box that society thinks or deems is successful or valuable. And it's so crazy because everyone has value no matter what they're doing. And unfortunately we're taught that oh, if a person's doing a certain thing, they have lesser value than me. And then we project those lesser values and say it to them. And then they feel that way. And so we're all sitting here like, well, I feel, you know, worthless based on what other people have told me. And so I'm like, no, 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 no. 
that's not it. We all have a beautiful worth. And I love that you took what you went through and sat with yourself and was like, okay, well, why did I go through those things? Because I also believe that everything that we go to is a lesson and an opportunity as well. And that's a growth mindset mentality. I went through this tough season, so I can do what with it. And I think I believe you and believe we went through these things. So then I think I believe the best teachers are the people who went through it. You know what I mean? So if you went through something, you're able to teach and get better from it and help others. And I think we went through those things so that now look, here we are, that we can share our stories and help others. I have this quote in my classroom that I forever will live by, and it's um, be the change you want to see in the world. And so I love it. That's what I live by. And if, you know, I want women to feel their worth and feel happy and with their mindset to create a very authentic life that they deserve, that they want to live because that's what I wanted for myself. And how do I, how did I get there? Because I believe there's a better life for all of us, depending on how we go through things. And I love that you took that your story. Now let me be the change in the world that I want to see. It's kind of like, I want to be the woman that younger me would have loved and would have needed. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I, I love, especially from a teacher's perspective, that you are giving into the school, especially with school lunches and food, because I know firsthand that if students are not, they don't have their core survival of food, water, shelter, all those things, they can't learn, right? There's no way. No one can learn that way if their basic needs are not met. And I love that you're creating this and I want you to expand because that is so important for kids to have their basic needs, because once your basic needs are met, you will thrive. And the reason that people in general are not thriving is because they're not realizing as adults, their basic needs are not being met. So starting from school learning what are my basic needs and how can I meet them and having wonderful people in a wonderful community that gives those opportunities to people. That's how Mm -hmm. humans in general, that's how we are going to thrive and make the world a better place. It's not by making the most amount of money. It's not about doing the things that we think we're supposed to do. It's doing the things that matter to us. So that way we can create the world that, you know, that we want to see. Absolutely. Ellie, that goes along with exactly, I mean, when you were talking, it brought something up to me. Mm -hmm. So going back to worrying about what other people think, you Mm -hmm. know, we all have something inside of us Mm -hmm. that's telling us, this is what we like. This is what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. I know that I've been guided my entire life at eight years old. I knew I was not staying in Alabama. I knew that at eight. Mm -hmm. Right. So I knew that I was getting out of there as soon as I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and yet I look back and go, I was eight. How did, right? Yeah. How do you know but, that? Mm-hmm. How do I know that? But I've also been guided my entire life. Like I said, I had been wanting to take Taekwondo for, I don't know, 15 years, right. Mm-hmm. When I finally did it. And it was just, it was things that I internally, I knew, but I didn't listen to mm-hmm. until finally I listened to it. Mm-hmm. So make sure that, you know, this is what I wanted to tell everybody, make sure you listen mm-hmm. to that voice that's telling you, you know what you need, you should do this. This is something you should do. And you know what? Don't worry about what anybody else is thinking and, and saying, because they don't have, 
I believe in God. And, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of your viewers probably or listeners probably don't do as well, but I feel like God is directing us and telling us mm-hmm. these are the things that's going to help you to make your life better. This mm-hmm. is going to make you the person that you should be. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what I feel like that voice is. So don't listen to anybody else. If it's good, if it, if you feel good about it, mm-hmm. you know, then you know, it's positive. It's something that you need to do. And I, I was listening to, um, oh gosh, what's his name? He, Earl Nightingale, and he's an older gentleman, but mm-hmm. he was talking about the Think and Grow Rich book, Ooh, right? Okay. And mm-hmm. he said, have you ever, have you ever heard that book? About no. that book? No. It's a great book. Think and Grow Rich. It's, it's really good. And I love that. But in the book, he's talking, this guy is talking about it. And he said that people always get concerned about, can I do it? Can I do it? If, if I have an idea, can I do it? Mm-hmm. He says, if you couldn't, you wouldn't have gotten that idea. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Because yep. it's like, oh my gosh, exactly. So it's given to us for us to do what we need to do. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a different story than you have. You have a different story than, you know, a lot of things, but our experiences can help so many, even Mm -hmm. if it's different, it can still help. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say, don't worry about anybody else because they weren't given that word Mm -hmm. for you. You Mm -hmm. were. Mm -hmm. And uh, Trent Shelton, do you know who Trent Shelton is? I love Trent Shelton. Yep. Mm -hmm. I love him. Mm -hmm. Love him. Amazing. And he says the same thing. He said, why would somebody else get your vision of what you're supposed to do? It was given to you, not Mm -hmm. to them, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to, don't tell anybody what you're doing. You don't have to, right? Don't worry about what they're thinking. When you do what you're supposed to do, everybody's going to see it. And Mm -hmm. everybody's going to see the true you. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about something when you said, because of you growing up and you were a little heavier than you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I was really skinny. I never felt attractive. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever felt attractive, because I was never told I was pretty or anything, mm-hmm. right? And that I was smart and all that stuff. Never until I actually entered a beauty contest. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I did it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I did it. I had a borrowed dress and I had, I I don't even know what, I think I borrowed shoes. I think I didn't even mm-hmm. have that. Right. And it was in high school and I entered a beauty contest. And do you know, the, the gentleman that dropped me off, he was one of my sister's good friends mm-hmm. uh, or husband's good friends. When he dropped me off, do you know what he said? Mm-hmm. Don't worry about winning. You're not going to win when you're not pretty enough. The audacity. I can't. Mm-hmm. Ain't that something? right? When he said that it just, I, it, it upset me so badly. And I thought, you know what? I want to show him but I didn't have the confidence. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But yet the judges, they weren't from our school or Mm -hmm. else they would have had preconceived notions of the pretty girls. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They chose me. I actually won that beauty contest. That's insane. That was the, I couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. Right. All these beautiful girls. Mm -hmm. And yet I won. And I thought, Oh my gosh. And that was the first time I ever felt attractive. Mm -hmm. So you had a little more weight than you wanted. I didn't have the weight that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, we went through some of the same experiences. Mm-hmm. So not feeling attractive, but you know what? You're a beautiful woman. And so you need to take that with you mm-hmm. and hold on to that. Listen to those words because 
everybody has beauty in their own way, right? Mm -hmm. And not everybody's the same. And thank goodness we're not the same. I know how boring right? would that, that be, be, right? Yeah, exactly. So I I just wanted to say, oh my gosh, that was so perfect for you to, to say that. And then, you know, for, I mean, it's both sides of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, and I think it's amazing that you brought up where... Um, just as an ending point of saying that you need to listen to what either you call your intuition, whether it's the universe, whether it's God, whoever like it relates to, or just listening to your body in general, your body knows before your brain does. It's like a, it's a crazy experience and the voice will keep getting louder and louder and louder until <laughs> you do, it will scream, it'll scream at you, whether it, yeah. it shoves an opportunity in your face that you can't deny or something happens where I believe too that we're all on a path, but we have free will. So that path might get a little, you know, jargon here and there. But if it's like, if it's like a full body, yes, you need to do it. Whether, and I love that you brought up that exactly. you wouldn't have came up with the idea if it wasn't meant for you. I actually read um, a book, Big Magic by, oh, I always forget. And I'm going to like, she's like such a powerful author too. And I'm like, I'm blanking. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love also. I'm blanking. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. I forgot her name, but yes. Right. Yeah. But we all know yeah. the, the viewers are like listening. They're like, Allie, it's her. Um, oh, Elizabeth Gilbert. <laughs> Elizabeth Gilbert just came to me. And I was, oh, reading yes. Her book. Yes, yes. I was reading her book. And she basically said that where like she had an idea for a book and she's like, you know, what? I don't want to write it. And then um, she was meeting someone else. And they had an idea for a book that was literally similar to her, but they wrote it. So and but and they um, wrote the book and it was very successful. And she was saying how ideas are meant for you. And if you don't act on them, it will bounce to them, maybe someone else, and then it will right. go through them. And then that, that will be successful for them. So you get these ideas for a reason now, and it's your free will if you take it or not. She didn't take yeah. it. So that idea, that would also be a great thing for another person went to the other person they made the choice and they did it. And it was a successful book. And I thought that was so funny because- as kids, we have all these ideas and things that we want to do, and we lose that confidence and that decisiveness as we mm -hmm. go through our lives. And then we get very like indecisive where I have so many friends that like ask me 20 times, do you think this guy is the I'm like, do you think it's a good idea? I mean, it's not my life. Like <laughs> you need to make the, the choice for yourself, but because we're so coded in that way to don't be, you don't know what you're doing. So you need to ask right. people to get the comfort, that external confirmation. And I think it happens a lot with women mostly because I think men are brought up to like, you know what you want, you're decisive, where women were taught to not be confident in what we think, right? And get external right. validation from others. And so now as adults, we're very indecisive because we were taught like, you shouldn't trust your intuition. You shouldn't trust the ideas that you have. And then we go to our friends, our family members, and they may not agree with it, but I love that you said it. They don't agree with it because it's not their vision. It's your exactly. vision. So you see what it's going to unfold into. They don't see it because it's not meant for them. It's meant for you. And exactly. I thought it was amazing because actually my boyfriend, Nate, he talks about it all the time, the visions that he has for the life he wants to build for himself, for us. And he's like, I don't care if it doesn't make sense to other people. I don't even care if it makes sense to you. It makes sense to me. And I know what's going to happen. And I'm just like sitting here like, oh my God, because I was not bred <laughs> to think that way. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? But I've actually learned from him where it doesn't matter if other people approve of the vision you have for your life. Do you 
approve and you foresee the vision you have for your life. So I'm so glad that you brought that up because I was sitting here, I was like, you know what? I've, I've, I've definitely <laughs> gone through that. I know a lot of people go through it too. So listening right now, if you have an idea, whether it's to get a new job, start a side hustle, start your own business, make a YouTube channel for something, make a exactly. podcast, write a book, whatever you <laughs> want to do, do it because you have the idea for a reason and to step into that. And once you step into that reason, because you trusted yourself, all of a sudden, like you said, it just starts to unfold and everything starts to make sense. And you're like, oh, that's why I was supposed <laughs> to do it. It makes sense. Exactly. You know, everything yes. starts to unfold. So Donna, thank you so much for coming on today. I just... Gosh, I love the conversation that we had. And when we had our podcast meeting, I knew we were going to have like such a great and just genuine conversation. It was so much fun um, having you on. So thank you for taking the time to come on. Do you want to share any of like your links or your social media or anything like that? Where can people find you, follow you, all those wonderful things? Oh, thank you so much. So if they want to check out the book, it's really easy. It's www.donna-franklin.com. Dot com mm-hmm. um, and they can go there now for the free now that's if they wanted to purchase it but if they want the free uh, course mini course mm-hmm. just if they can go to my email they can send it to Donna Franklin at kw.com they can send it to that one and then that way just tell you know say that they'd like the free mini course and I will uh, make sure that they get that within within just a couple hours of, of getting me the information. So we'd love to do that. Love that. So yeah, your website for the book and then your email for the free course. And I'll put, don't yes, worry, I'll yes. put all those things in the show notes so people can find that, get it right away. And like, listen, free is for me. I like that, like a mini course that is free and just can help people start their minds. I think is so valuable and so wonderful. And thank you again for being so vulnerable and telling your story and having such a wonderful conversation where, you know, making a difference. And that's why I love having guests on and having, you know, the podcast, because this conversation is going to help so many people in starting their mindset journey. And it was just a pleasure talking with you today. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much, Dally. Love to meet you. Thank you so much. Of course. You too. You as well. Hi, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to find Donna on social media. She's on Instagram and Facebook. All those are linked in the show notes. Definitely check out her free course. I mean, free is for me to kind of see where you are in your mindset journey. Um, It is free. You just have to email her. The email is in the show notes and you will email her that you are ready to take the course and she will give it to you for free via her email. And if you are interested in taking a dive into how to develop a kick-ass mindset, her amazing book, it is also linked in the show notes. And hey, I'm a sucker for a good self-development book. So definitely check it out. It's an amazing book. And please make sure to tag both of us in your Instagram stories. Um, If this episode resonated with you, share it with a friend who may need this right now. And make sure to follow me on Spotify, rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts. And I'll talk to you guys next week. And remember, grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Bye. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.